0: the views and opinions expressed by rob black and his guests are not necessarily those of kdow or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision
1: like talking money invested in more steve jobs widow just dropped 500 million dollars on two sports teams Lorraine, Lorraine Powell, jobs so rarely is in the public, but she just drops $500 million on two sports teams, plus three other big time um, concepts out there that I kind of want to hit right here. Did she buy the Golden State Warriors? Kind of in her backyard? Nope. Did she buy a stake in the San Francisco 49ers? I wish. York seem like they're uh, lost as, as far as owners go. But what she bought into was Money Metal Sports Entertainment, which is a group that owns NBA, Washington Wizards, and the NHL, Washington Capitals, um, and Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. So she basically owns a big part now of two major Washington sports teams. million may seem big, but it's just a small piece of her expected $20 billion fortune. A number that makes her officially the fourth richest woman on earth. She isn't the only woman to enter the sports arena in a high-profile way, but she's on a short list of women who have done it. Uh, Jeannie Buss, the president of the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team, Uh, She's on the NBA Board of Covenants. She inherited ownership from her late father, real estate developer, Jerry Buss. Uh, Lakers are now worth an estimated $3 billion. So when you see Lorraine Jobs purchasing, you know, $500 million of a a sports franchise, you're like, she's kind of buying a middle-of-the-pack investment. The Wizards aren't anything special. The Capitals aren't anything special. So she's not paying for a premium team, but she's getting a premium product. Um, Is it good diversification? Something tells me she's going to turn $200 million, $500 million into a couple billion dollars when it's all said and done. So let's stop and think about that for a second. I know sometimes you play the lottery and you have these fantasies of hitting $400 million lottery payoff. But can we stop and think about what I just said our net worth is? $20 billion. What would you buy with 20 billion dollars oh oh and can you imagine marrying the person that comes up with the iphone holy mackerel anyhow and anyway i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more and you want to talk about we can talk about some investors are seeing signs of a stock market on the verge of a melt up Volatility has been incredibly low recently, and we've seen the markets hit new t- all time highs. But what is a melt up? It is exactly what it sounds like. So we've hit a fresh series of record highs. The SP 500 is up over 13% for the year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 15% for the year. We've seen the markets hit five straight record closes pretty consistently, right? A melt-up is a dramatic and unexpected rise in the performance of an asset class. I was reviewing some portfolios, and one that I was reviewing yesterday, I wrote down on it, too conservative. What if there's a melt-up? What if there's that slow grinding move higher? Um, so Raymond James, they had an analyst come out and talk a little about it, saying, you know, short and intermediate term models had turned negative in early August, and that the market's probably going you know, to correct, but... Maybe not. So he has the market correcting, but what happens if a melt up happens first? So we have not had a correction in a long time. Wah, wah. Story goes on and on and on like this, right? So there's a favorable credit conditions out there right now that's driving asset inflation and points to the gap between the you know, the two year treasury, uh, which is at a near ten year high at this point in time, and the Fed funds rate, which stands at one percent. So it's money's cheap out there to the point that I recently found a home that um, I'm going to put together some financing on so I can purchase another home. And the financing is the kicker. The financing is the gravy. The financing is the reason I would consider it because money's cheap. Just saying. Sea World is in the news today. I know they're saying, did they capture your old girlfriend, Rob? Have They put the, the killer whale back into her tank. No, but ultimately SeaWorld is playing with the idea of a merger and acquisition by Merlin Entertainment, which also operates the parks. Merlin is bidding just for SeaWorld, but SeaWorld wants to sell the whole entire country company. Now, when you hear stories like that, that puts SeaWorld on my radar of like, let's see where it is in a down market or something along those lines, because they're going to put the whole company up for sale worthy of note. Verizon Media Chief Marnie Walden is leaving the company in February with her responsibilities divided amongst existing executives. She was considered the top uh, media uh, chief there. And you know Verizon picked up Yahoo! Um, They spent a couple billion on it. Are they going to get a good investment out of it and or not? ADP in the news today after Bill Actman told CNBC that the payroll processing firm should be more productive than it's um, than it is at this point in time because they got bigger scale than their competitors. <clears throat> There's a lot of thought on that idea out there. CarMax in the news, Oppenheimer cut its rating on the car retailer to perform from outperform setting more challenging used car sales comps. Alphabet in the news, the subsidiary of Google, is nearing a deal to develop a high tech urban area near Toronto's waterfront. That's pretty fascinating. I'll say it slow for those people who think I talk too quickly because I'm amped up on coffee. Google is basically going to develop a high tech urban area near Toronto's waterfront. Coach, maker of luxury goods purses, they got downgraded to neutral today over at Piper Jaffray. Uh, Piper Jaffray cited the ongoing integration of Kate Spade and the process of analysts becoming more comfortable with some new reporting segments coming out of COACH. Cigna is a big healthcare company. They're in the news today. They're going to end coverage for opioid painkiller OxyContin. The change is going to take effect January 1 with Cigna switching its coverage to Collegium. Pharmaceuticals extended release OxyCodone equivalent. Treatment is less vulnerable to user abuse. Yay! Excuse me. MasterCard and PayPal in the news. The two companies expanded their partnership to include Canada, Europe, Latin America, the Caribbean, Middle East, and Africa. So the agreement presents MasterCard as a payment option within the PayPal wallet. That's nice to note. Um, PayPal, I think, is a great long-term investment, as is MasterCard and Visa. Zoomier reported a better-than-expected September comparable sales. Uh, they rose 9.3% with a seller of Action Sports Peril, also predicting current quarter revenue above current Wall Street forecasts. So lots of stuff in the news. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Get excited about retirement. Start with an emergency fund. Then take a look into your 401k, your 403b, your 457 options. Max out. Start with 10%. Try to get up to 15%. 5% is better than 0%, but 10 to 15 is the right answer. Um, buy when the market's down, love it when the market's down because the market seems to be at all time highs way too often. So you're not getting a discount on what you're trying to buy. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area
1: Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Hello, I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air if you do want to call most people don't um but you should because that's how shows like this stay on the air with intriguing interactions with you 800 um 1220 to get your calls on the air um anything you want to talk about what you're talking about Something I want to kind of touch on briefly is some of the headlines out there. Biogen is up today after getting upgraded to overweight from equal weight at Morgan Stanley. Cellgene's down after Morgan Stanley, cut it to underweight from equal weight. Upgrades and downgrades like that can be just incredibly confusing. I try to, say, buy franchises um, with your individual stocks. Then for your overall exposure to the market, get indexes or ETFs. You don't necessarily know the difference between Biogen or cellgene, is my assumption. I'll be honest with you, I don't. I don't have enough time to dedicate to studying 400 companies to know everything out there. In theory, I'd have to study over 12,000 companies. So some sectors, I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna ETF that one. Can't do it all. You can't do it all. Other stories of note out there, Constellation Brands, they've gained 4.4% after beating earnings forecast and offering consensus-topping guidance. Ticker symbol on Constellation Brands is STZ. Now, why do I bring up Constellation Brands? Because you're like, Constellation Brands, what are they? You've probably heard of them. Um, Do you care? You should. They're an investment. And they're an investment that you can start thinking about and understanding pretty intimately and pretty well and don't get too much in over your head. In the short term, anything can happen. But in the long term, the question is, do you think Constellation Brands will be victorious? Do you think they'll be a winner? They're number 408 in the Fortune 500 companies. They're in the top 100 fastest growing companies. And they make stuff that you know about. Robert Mondavi, Clasbois. Wines, their distributor in Seoul, their distributor of uh, Modelo. Do you think Modelo is going to go out of business in your lifetime? Modelo brews Corona, Modelo Especial, Negro Modelo, and other beers. They also do black velvet whiskey, Svedka Vodka, which yesterday a lot of people confused and thought yesterday was only National uh, Taco Day, but it was also National Vodka Day. What a combination But I don't say that you have to go out and own Constellation Brands, but I want you to study it and take a look at a 10, 20-year chart and start kind of grasping what the heck's going on if you're gonna be an investor. Now, investing's not meant for one year, and I know you want, what what, what am I buying today? I bought two stocks yesterday, and I'm not gonna tell you what they are, because A, that's illegal, and B, I don't wanna tell you. Will I tell you in the weeks and months to come? Yes, did I tell you weeks and months ago? Yes. Uh, but I don't front run, and I don't push stocks that I've promoted um, or that I've bought into. But Constellation Brand's at an all-time high. And if you take a look at the stock in the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it's a winner-winner chicken dinner. Um, and I just want you to think about it. I don't want you to rush into it. I just want you to think about it. Do you think people are going to be drinking in ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty 15, 20, 30 years? And I think the answer is Yes. Elsewhere out there as far as news stories go uh, Microsoft gets an interesting mention in Barron's and I like Barron's um, I don't want to call them a rag but I think they're a nice uh, newspaper magazine uh, it comes out Fridays and you can have it at your home and after you've stained a fence or cut the yard cut the grass I know you're saying I don't do that someone else does that for me maybe you cozy on up to barons, and get in the bathtub and get some hot water on those sore muscles. And you read, you know, business ideas can accords. Noity upgraded the tech Titan Microsoft to buy and sees the stock hitting 120 by the end of 2020 as revenue growth starts to accelerate. Microsoft shares are up 30% over the past year and bouncing off multi-year highs. Um, but they're upgrading the stock from a hold to a buy. And they see the 12 month target going from 76 bucks to 86 bucks, but they see by 2020 going to 120 bucks. That's nice. Now, where is the area that they like them? Office productivity software. I've got Office 365 that I don't want to lose. I'll pay for it again and again and again and again. They've got gaming, they've got marketing, they've got Azure's a, a platform as a service. When you start tearing down, Uh, and analyzing the components of the company, you see some sustained accelerated growth. And they've got a CEO, Satchel Nadella, who is all that in a bucket of chicken, compared to Steve Ballmer, who was a blundering idiot, compared to Bill Gates, who was a genius, um, as far as setting up a basically monopoly. And he should have got out while he was ahead, and when Europe said, we don't really like this Internet Explorer browser being packaged into your operating system should have said yes sir right away sir instead of you know fighting little old Netscape but Sechi Nadella is running just an amazing play at this point in time Uh, I give a big thumbs up to what Microsoft's trying to do and I get it and I don't like Microsoft they're the evil empire when Darth Vader gets on the Imperial Destroyer and he's looking for princess leah and you know he's hunting her down and uh he can kind of feel as evil microsoft used to be that company and then slowly but surely companies around them kind of salesforce.com and amazon and others kind of started looking at what they were doing and going you know um we want in on that so uh, for their effort i think they fought back quite nicely other stocks that I like right now is uh, one is Applied Materials. So it's a company that you know makes ovens. I know you're saying ovens, like the Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, like the Easy Bake Oven. Uh, but for semiconductors, so they've been around 50 plus years. So their analyst days are getting more and more attended to because what they do is pretty darn impressive. There's 10 times fewer chips per wafer for leading uh, chips than for other standard chips. Artificial intelligence deserves a special mention in terms of being a a demand driver for companies like Applied Materials. And companies like Bitcoin are going to push demand for semiconductors the next three years. So when you look at a company like Applied Materials, you, you probably think of a lot of things like Intel CPUs and flash RAM and and, um, dynamic uh, RAM. But you need to go further than that and start thinking about 3D and uh, artificial intelligence and nanotech and things along those lines. So you're going to see a lot of lithography-based solutions and deposition, um, etching, cleaning, patterning. Um, This is very brutal technology. It's tough to pull off, ASML lithography, lamb research tokyo electron applied materials are some of the few companies that can do this so i think applied materials deserves to trade at least a market multiple and right now it's beneath a market multiple Mm -hmm. um and again we'll we need chips to, to push the big data cloud mobile smart cars virtual augmented reality oled internet of things 70 inch plus tvs um yeah yeah so they're not going to go out of business anytime soon. And I think you can see the stock do well over time. So consider two stocks, Applied Materials and Microsoft. I'm Rob Black talking all things material, all things financial and material, including Applied Materials. Find me online at RobBlackShow.com. That's RobBlackShow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I thought to throw out a lot of financial ideas. I know this isn't as fun as watching... Playoffs, whether it be NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball. I know it's not as fun as, you know, going out and getting drunk. I know, I know, I know. I know it's not as fun as watching TV all day and taking a day off from work. But this is stuff that you need to know. And I try to do it in an infotaining kind of way. I don't always win at that. I know that. You know that. So it's not, you know, hide behind that awkward truth that sometimes this just doesn't work. So... um one of the things that I try to throw out there is like caution because I see a lot of people rush into financial ideas that they think are great ideas that are just awful ideas. So I own some real estate, but I don't look for 7% guaranteed returns. And the word guarantee I think should be outlawed um, when it comes to all financial products. And if you're a financial planner and you're a fiduciary, if you've never been sued in your life, you probably don't use the word guaranteed. I know that people that will pay for a commercial that have been sued, that have gone to arbitration because that's what the relationship states. And you're starting to see states like California say, you know what, this whole arbitration thing's crap. We want you to be open to lawsuits. And one company that they're going after on that in California is like Wells Fargo, where just because you signed a banking agreement with them that said if anything goes bad that you'll arbitrate, we think that's a bogus signature. So says the state of California. We want you to be able to sue that company instead of arbitrate with that company. Um, yeah, I agree. So I find that real estate is an area where people get into a lot of trouble, looking for guaranteed returns and looking for what their neighbor did. So I've got three neighbors who have all bought real estate when it was a lot cheaper. I'm like. They're like, I'm so smart. Look how wealthy I am. I'm like, are you going to go out and buy another house? I'm like, no. <laughs> they don't have the money to. But yeah, they've accumulated some equity, right? I know a guy who down in Santa Barbara just sold a house for $900,000. That he paid 300000 for and He's like, I am a genius. I'm like, so where are you going to live now, genius? He goes, I'm going to move sideways. I'm going to go find a $900,000 house somewhere. I'm like, good luck with that. In Santa Barbara. So where does the story go? Well, home prices are heating up, and that sends a lot of buyers looking into ways to afford that monthly payment. The number of adjustable rate mortgage originations jumped over 40% from the first quarter this year to the second. Arms offer the lowest interest rates. They offer lower interest rates than fixed rate loans on 30 and 15 years, but you have to refinance it in five or seven years. That means rate can change. Arms are considered riskier than the classic 30-year fixed mortgage, although if you think we're in a for a period of prolonged low interest rates, there's nothing wrong with that. The average contract interest rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage is 4.11%. Um, compare that with the rate of a five-year arm at 3.3%. You can afford a hell of a lot more home on that 3.38%, but then again, after five years, it's t- Cinderella time. Cinderella went to the ball, and she had a beautiful dress, and... Um, she was having a grand old time but she knew at 12 o'clock that she had to leave she knew it it was in the back of her head so she had a little less fun same thing will happen if you get a five year arm where you're like woohoo 3.3 and then you see the Fed raise rates and you see the Fed raise rates and you see the Fed raise rates and you see the Fed raise rates at some point you're like stop raising rates guys stop raising rates because this is going to adjust on me so arm demand usually rises from the first quarter to the second quarter because spring is the busiest uh, season for buying homes that's when families dominate the market who are looking for bigger, higher priced homes. The jump in arms in the spring of 2016 was 15% compared to this year's 40% jump. That means people are struggling with affordability. And I note that mortgage rates remain very low. Historically speaking, they have been inching up. The vast majority of buyers favored the safety of the 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Since the housing crash, home prices have been rising steadily for the past three years. Um, One thing that's helped fuel demand and certainly home price growth, in my opinion, is the lean inventory out there. So close to half the nation's top 50 housing markets are overvalued in relationship to income and employment growth. You still want to go out and buy that real estate? You still think it's guaranteed? I don't think so. Prices are being driven up by tight market conditions. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Loans now are being fully documented and underwritten to the full length of the loan in order to make sure borrowers can pay even if the rate goes up. So it's getting tougher and tougher out there, which I like. I hope you like that, too. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing more. Um... I saw an interesting little side story uh, on stocks and how low volatility is right now. But one of the chief investment officers for a pretty big bank, PNC, or not bank, but investment group, PNC Asset Management, um, he sees the S&P 500 going up 32% next year. You know, earlier this week, I talked about how one analyst on Tesla sees a 40% correction. And then the next day, an analyst said he sees that the stock going up 40%. It's like, who, which, who do I believe? Well, you don't believe anyone, first and foremost. Um, I've been around for 20-plus years, and if I gave bad advice, I wouldn't be around. So PNC Asset and Management's Bill Stone said the Dow S&P 500 could hit 3,368 in 2018. And he has a chart that proves it. I don't know. Anyone who walks around with a chart that proves things kind of makes me a little nervous. But he was watching Warren Buffet, Warren Buffett, to you and me. And he talked about how interest rates matter for valuing stocks. And it's right. When interest rates are low, you want to buy stocks. When 10-year treasury is under 3.5%, you want to buy stocks. And when you take a look at the consensus expectations for interest rates are in twenty eighteen, they're still below three and a half percent. So when you take a look at the difference between corporate bonds what they're yielding now and ten year Treasury, you can make a case that stocks are undervalued. So there is really no upside left in the market if you look at it on a day by day basis and you look at headlines. But when you start extrapolating, where is the ten year Treasury? How are those jobless numbers looking? How are firings looking? You know, should you rush out and, you know, liquidate everything you have to buy stocks? No. Um, You know, I've got a friend who's an analyst who started talking about doing some covered calls on Apple and potentially selling Apple. I'm like, are you sure you want to do that if the the corporate tax rate goes from 35% down to 20%? And he goes, I wasn't really thinking like that. I'm like, well, you kind of got to potentially have that out there. You don't have to have that as your flag that you plant in the ground and you say, I own this, but you actually have to think about someone else having that flag. It's dangerous not to. So the Trump rally had a big move from November, December, January, February, March, and then it hit some, some, you know, some gas or some, you know, digestion issues, right? You know what I'm saying? But then it's hitting all time highs again. So the S P 500 has rallied nicely this year. The S P and 500 has claimed over 43, 44 all-time record high closes this year. Um, so I don't think a big rally is impossible. I'm not counting on it. I'm continuing to expose myself to stocks. But, you know. Um, I own zero bonds right now, but I'm not against bonds as a form of cash in case I want to build a cash position right now. I do have cash, but it's emergency cash. So 800 516 calls in the air. I've been hearing a lot about smart beta ETFs recently, and I would be very cautious on getting too smart. You can pretty much back test anything to see if it outperforms the market. It's one of the greatest pieces of financial journalism I've ever seen where an analyst, a writer at Bloomberg created a hypothetical smart beta ETF that was based on cats. It outperformed the market by 850,000%. So it's interesting to note that someone came up with companies that have the name CAT, C-A-T in their names. Um, And is that a responsible way of investing or not? But if you back-tested it, owning something with the name Cat, like Caterpillar or Communication, um, you did very, very well. You th- thumped <laughs> the market. And that just shows you how dumb it is to back-test things. Smart Beta has its root in the idea that indices like the SP 500 weighted by market capitalization is a dumb idea. So um be careful i like cats i used to have a cat named kit kat but i don't like cats enough to say that that's the way you should invest but i could prove to you in hindsight that was the best way to invest and i don't think it's the best way to invest anyhow and anyway you can find me online at roblox show twitter roblox show youtube roblox show anything you want to talk about we can talk about money investing more find me online at robloxshow.com Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Every inch of the sky's got a star. That's one of the lines from Arcade Fire's Everything Now that you just heard us play back in. Every inch of skin's got a scar. Um, I guess you've got everything now. It's a song to me that speaks of a lot of materialism. Every inch of space in your head is filled up with things that you've read. Um, Isn't it nice sometimes just to take a little bit of a break? Um, But no, we need it. We want it. We can't live without it. Um, We need everything now. So it's a pretty catchy song, but I think it's pretty damning on our society as well. And I don't totally disagree with it. So um, I think it's a pretty staggering success of an album um it's overwhelmed with thoughts feelings and content so arcade fire is one of those bands that's their lead singer win butler he uh funds their bands new albums with their old albums so he's not a sellout in any way shape or form he goes off to haiti and you know he remembers you know the simple things um and uh, he once told a story of about a couple of women who were watching The Sopranos. Well, he, he was in a cafe, and he overheard two women, and one woman was really upset because she was binge-watching The Sopranos. And it was over, and she goes, oh, no, what am I going to watch now? And I think we've all had that feeling, right? And uh, her, she said, you know, I guess I'm going to find something else that I have to watch, right? And it kind of struck him as funny, that it was a cultural moment that we've kind of entered into and everything nowness has positive and negative sides to it like oh the sopranos was so good now what am i going to find to watch to keep me important to keep me you know tied to something that's awesome and it's pretty morbid when you start thinking about that and you start looking about some of the other songs they have about or urban sprawl um And Creature Comforts and things along those lines. So anyway, I'm a big fan of Arcade Fire. I just wish all their songs were so damn catchy. They're not. And to see them, they're playing at the Oracle Arena where the first seat, $260, $270. Like, really? Okay, I get that you're self-funding your albums, but really? I'm not cheap. To me, that's, you know, lunch money. But to the average person, that's a lot of money. And uh, I feel for you. So Google showed off some wireless headphones that it says can translate languages on the fly. I've heard some reviews of people who tried them. It's pretty awesome. Legendary investor Warren Buffett says uh, this one investment supersedes all other investments. Now, he's a legendary investment. And for him to say, I can tell you the best investment you can make, one that you can't beat, that can't be taxed, not even inflation can take away from you. What do you think it is? mind, one of Buffett's investments in himself came in early adulthood when he signed up for a hundred dollar Dale Carnegie public speaking course that he says changed his life. He said, I was terrified of public speaking when I was young. I couldn't do it. He said he used to get physically ill. Um, But, you know, he read, he went to a class that was taught by, it was taught for the Dale Carnegie school, but it was taught by the guy who wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I kind of agree with him that, you know, the ability to speak is something that can't ever be taken away from you. And the power of reading and the power of educating yourself and being able to better communicate enhances your talents and it enhances your potential. It's something that will help you have a more interesting life, you know, to address your weaknesses of not being able to publicly speak uh, is just fantastic. So he says, learn as much as you can. Um, and learn to talk about your own experiences and jot down your life experiences um, you know, with notes, not just a draft. And uh, I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett. Sometimes he says things that make you scratch your head. Now, making you scratch your head, that's kind of my goal on the show. And remember how I talked about how there was a couple, and one of them said, I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend because uh, Netflix, not Netflix, but I binge-watched binge Sopranos. It was such a good show. I'm bummed that it's over. Bad news people, ready for the bad news? Netflix is raising their prices again. Netflix is raising their prices for the first time in 2 years, increasing the cost of its most popular plan by a buck to 99 a month. Subscribers to the 11.99 premium plan, which bumps the number of simultaneous screens up to 4 from 2, it provides 4K video. They're going to see an increase of $2 to 13.99. The price of the basic plan which costs 7.99 monthly and delivers standard definition video to one screen remains the same. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Is there a price point where you're like no thank you? A lot of Americans pay 140, 160 bucks for cable TV. Now you get 100 plus channels, you get the cable box, you get digital channels. You get maybe internet access with that as well. What's your price point? Because you got to have a price point. It's Everyone has to have a price point, in my opinion. But in the back of your head, you also got to be saying to yourself, you know, there's things coming up in retirement that I need to plan for. And just because Netflix wants to raise their prices, I can't not fund my nest egg because I'm worried about inflation in retirement. It's a sneaky retirement killer. The dollar's not going to go as far as it does today. Inflation's averaged about 3% a year since the government began tracking inflation in 1913 so amazon's raising prices by a dollar that's inflation taxes um as long as you live the irs is going to be out there your state revenue board's going to be out there uh and they're going to circle around you like a shark and they they want your money estate planning failure you do at least minimal state estate planning puts an unfair burden on your family there they'll already be upset and stressed by your passing when you die um and then when you hit legal costs and financial issues from lack of planning and, you know, you thought you were leaving a house to both kids and one of them disappears because of taxes. These are all reasons why you have to start thinking about the future and thinking about inflation and things along those lines. Long-term care is super important. Um, My dad basically had a heart attack at 53 and was dead at 58 from cancer. Long-term care may not be important to me, but if you have a grandmother or grandfather who lived to 92, 93, it may be very important to you. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, little lumineers. Take a break here. I'll be right back.